0: Hey there, it's me I'm back again This time I don't have a guest I did have a guest booked and then I didn't and then I had another and I didn't and then I decided what the hell, why not I've been working on a book for three years now and slowly have been letting people read it and now I figured well, why the hell not um actually read some of it, I thought I'd try something different. But before I get to the reading, I just wanted to thank everyone who has listened, and everyone who has participated thus far. Um, I'm very surprised, I didn't think that this would be really anything, Uh, I just on a whim decided I would do this, and the response has been great. So I appreciate all the listens, all the feedback, all the people who have taken time out of their busy schedules to tune in. Thank you so much. Forward. It's come to my attention Perhaps my brain is a strange place that overthinks everything, all the time, constantly. I'm a light sleeper and an insomniac. It's a lot of fun. I have to take drugs to sleep. I realize there may be things in this book some people may have an issue with. My intention isn't to piss anyone off. My intention is purely to put the pieces of my life together like one giant puzzle. My intention for this is a cautionary tale. Not that my life is full of mistakes and I've lived the worst life and everyone should look at my example and do the opposite of what I did. But more so, I want people to learn. I feel it's my duty as a human being on this earth if I can inspire one person, then I've done my job. But also, I feel like I can impart wisdom That's the interesting part of getting older, is that you learn more, and you're wiser, and you are, well, less stupid. I was stupid when I was a kid. I thought I was invincible. I thought I could do everything. I thought I knew everything. I thought I could do no wrong. I also know that pretty much every kid is like this, and that doesn't make me extraordinary or anything. Now that I look at the past, I realize I was wrong. But that's the great part of getting older, is that with age comes realization. So I realize that there are parts where not everyone looks in a good light, or a bad light, or some people aren't even mentioned. And that's not me trying to vilify anybody, it's not me trying to put anyone on a pedestal. It's just me trying to tell my life the way I remember it. I have talked to people and heard stories and interviewed folks and had long talks about the past, which has helped. This is about me. This is my story. This is my life. If anyone has a problem, well, I'm sorry. If anyone doesn't have a problem and thinks that they were just portrayed in the best light and they're just the most awesome person ever, well, I guess you're welcome. But this is about me. This is my life. This was my trauma from what I can remember. This is my story. Here we go. I'm like a scared cat under the bed. You reach out to pet it and it bolts. I remember being really young, single digits, but not completely sure how old. And I remember I had this bed. It was mustard yellow that had drawers under it. I feel like drawers are always my downfall, just shoving everything in them instead of organizing things or making sense of them. Either way, not dealing with my shit. I used to pull the drawers out all the time and hide under the bed. At the time, even years later, I believed that I was hiding from God because I was told that he would watch over me all the time and could always see me. Nowadays, I have to wonder, was I hiding from someone else? I was born in Concord. Concord is 29 miles northeast of San Francisco. Concord was founded under the name Todos Santos, All Saints, a name still born the Central City Plaza and park between Willow Pass Road and Salvio Street. On the initiative of Pacheco in 1869, it achieved prominence in the 19th century when most residents of Pacheco relocated to Concord to avoid the devastation of fire and flood which crippled Pacheco's formerly booming economy. Concord was incorporated on February 5, 1905. My birthplace was in Aquarius too. naturally. Our house seemed magical growing up. A giant backyard with sprawling lawn, an above-ground pool, and while I can't remember all the plants we had, I surely remember the Easter lilies. Funny that they would become one of my favorite flowers. My father died on Easter Sunday, April 6, 1980. I was raised Baptist, went to Christian school, camp, church, etc. Pretty much anything with the big C attached to it. Not that big C. Sadly, that came later. I have no memory of my father. Growing up, I likened him to Jesus Christ. I'd pray to my father before bed. I always felt like he was watching over me. It used to bother me that I have no memory of one of the people that created me. I can't really do much about it these days. I have random pictures and stories from people that knew him, just no stories of my own. My father died of a cerebral hemorrhage, bleeding that occurs within or around the brain tissue. Small arteries bring blood to the brain. If these arteries rupture, blood is released into the brain tissue. The blood forms a clot, hematoma, which can grow and exert pressure on the surrounding tissue. He left my mother with a 10-year-old, a four-year-old, and a two-year-old. My brother was the one who found my father when he died. I can't even imagine. My sister remembers that my mother swore, which she didn't normally, and that was when she knew he was dead. My sister was told to call the fire department I think that's the one you called at the time. She was afraid that they would think she was some kid pulling a prank. She did as she was told and then went into our court with me on her hip. As the commotion began, neighbors asked my sister what was going on. She said, I think my dad just died. I remember years later, my grandmother telling me about the day my father died, how they took him to the hospital and that he never made it that he died in the ambulance. I, of course, am going off my Swiss cheese memory. I can't be sure if he died at the house or in the ambulance or what. I was with her at the kitchen table and I was horrified when she was telling me this. On the car ride home, I recanted the story my grandmother told me to my mother. I sat in the passenger seat, sobbing like a baby. Something about that shook me to my core, like, That was it for him. No chance. No hope. Lights out. Years later, I was helping my mother go through some things she had in the closet. There was a drawing she found. My father was an artist and he was drawing when he died. This drawing my mother fished out was the drawing he was working on when he went. It was some sort of face in the middle and then a line from the face to off the page. Presumably, that was the moment he fell over and died. I just remember asking her, why do you have this, mom? We always were a sentimental family, no matter how creepy, I guess. We lived there until I was nine years old in 1987. Then we moved to Oakley, California. Oakley is 51 miles from San Francisco, nestled in the East Bay Area. When we moved to Oakley, I'm not really even sure if there was a spotlight. Stoplight! There had to be. We used to joke that the town mineral was sand. It was just dirt everywhere. From what I remember, nothing exciting. A far cry from Concord and its mall, and plentiful amounts of things to do. Funny thing is, being older now, I've realized that Concord was pretty small potatoes, too. It was San Francisco that held my heart. I'll get back to that later. Oakley had only one store, Centromart. It wasn't until years later that we got up to speed and got a few shopping centers. It was just a suburb and lots and lots of agriculture. That's the thing about California. Everyone talks about the beach, surfing, San Francisco and Hollywood slash LA. But a lot of it was slash is farming community. Someone once said that it was the Midwest and California. It's true. I cannot tell you how many times people said to me, Oh, you came out in California. That must have been easier. Nope. It was a lot of small-minded individuals. It didn't matter that San Francisco was an hour away. It was the 90s and people were very much bigoted. It was hard being the only one out in the area. Still a smelly little hick town. Last time I was there, they got all fancy looking. The town I went to high school with in is even crazier. Brentwood. Not that one. For some reason, there are two Brentwoods in California. I guess I liked it okay. The excitement of a new place certainly wore off quickly. There wasn't anything to do. It was sandy, barren, and dull. This is my first fish-out-of-water experience. I think at first I had some air of mystery and whatnot because I was the new kid. That was briefly exciting. I remember telling people I lived in Oakley. They'd blink and I'd pretty much have to draw them a map. Sometimes we'd get asked if that's where they made the sunglasses. My reply was usually something like, Oh yeah, everyone in the town works at the factory and makes the sunglasses. They do not make the sunglasses in Oakley. Sorry to inform you. I still remember the first day of my new school in Oakley. It was October. I remember there was a smell in the air. It was the scent of wet leaves just after the rain. Sometimes... I still smell it in the air and wax nostalgic. Fall has always been special. It's a magical time and a time of change. A time where the year has almost been wrapped up. There's just this feeling when fall comes, especially October. I've always loved fall and especially Halloween. I remember the first public school I went to right before the move. I went to the library and checked out all these books. Halloween makeup, Dracula, Frankenstein, etc. Nobody there was telling me what to read. I snuck these books home and gazed at the pages for hours. Excitement fell over me. I was hooked. I'd always loved Halloween, but was told growing up all about how it was Satan's holiday, which only made it seem even cooler to me. I love all the things that go along with Halloween, Pumpkins, bats, witches, ghosts, ghouls, goblins, vampires, you name it. And yes, I was totally goth in high school. Picture it. It was the 90s. Out in front of the school, a boy smoking clothes, wearing all black, black nail polish, black eyeliner, and a nose piercing. And I was probably listening to The Cure. Plus, to me, anyway, Halloween is like gay Christmas. It's a time to dress up, it's a time to let your inner self become your outer self for a night. You can be the man, or the girl, you've always wanted to be. You can be a hero, you can be a villain, you can even be yourself. But being that it's Halloween, nobody gives you shit, well, most of the time anyway. Goth's sensibilities and the style spoke to me when I was in high school. It was different than anything else. The music was moody, the style was dark, and it all just suited me fine. I know a lot of my school years are spent in escapism, but the thing is, escaping is sometimes the only way you find yourself. Sometimes, it's the only way to save yourself. My best friend for over 30 years and I met in grade school. We were both opposites, but fit together perfectly. She is content to be behind the scenes, and I was always happy front and center. She had her troubles, and I had mine. Together, we became like a home for each other. We'd escaped to the mall or the record stores, spending hours poring over records, tapes, and CDs. We got each other sonically. Music is, and was, very important to us. For her, it was sting, for me, Madonna. It just worked. We talk over the phone for hours. Her mother always marveled that we just had seen each other and still had to talk on the phone directly after. That's how our friendship worked. That's how friendships work. I was also her mother's first experience with anyone gay. I think I helped shape a lot of people's minds. Being one's first gay, trademark, I know I was and am still unlike anyone. First and foremost, an individual. Everyone had a preconceived notion in how gays were. Even I did. How they sounded, looked, and acted. I was just over over there doing my own thing, trying to survive. It was hard to find people I could be real with, especially since school isn't a place where one is able to be real or live life being their true self. If you were an individual in school, you may as well have been a leper. You had to wear all the popular brand name fashions. You had to like all the same bands and singers as everyone else. You had to hang with the right people. You needed to play sports or be a cheerleader. You needed to be straight and white. I know I got a lot of shit, and I'm sure I gave other people shit. I know it's an unfortunate law of the land, kill or be killed, putting others down in order to make yourself feel better. Sadly, whether aware or not, we've all done it. And the sad thing is the society is cool with it. It's like something we're supposed to do. It's like an act of self-preservation and not an act of assholery. Hell, some people even get to be president for being a terrible person. So in turn, it tells you that you'll be rewarded. It used to matter about being a good and kind person. Now you're the odd one out if you're a good person. If you treat others how you want to be treated, people don't quite understand that. It's every man for himself. I do mean man and not woman. Being a man and witnessing how they behave, realizing how fucking fragile men are and how they try so hard to be tough and not to have a moment of vulnerability But at the end of the day, they're weak. And you know what? It's perfectly okay to be weak. It takes more strength to be weak than to be a wall. This concludes my little baby podcast. I know it's not the normal length, it's not an hour, hour and a half, and it's not filled with witty conversation, but I still wanted to do an episode, and I wanted to include some of my writing. I said it before and I'll say it again, I just want to thank everyone for all the love and support, and everyone who's listening, it means a lot. Um, Please keep listening, please keep sharing. Uh, Give me your reviews if you want to know anything, if you have any questions, or if you just want to say a kind thing. That would be awesome. I hope everyone out there is doing well, and we'll talk soon. Bye.